The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Hey, nerds, discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek, myself, Mike. How are you doing, Derek? <clears throat> um, apparently, uh, I can't talk. <laughs> no, I'm good. It's Friday. Everything's good. It's almost my Friday. I got one more day of work, and then I'm off for two days. Uh-huh. But um, our friends at October Coast have gotten us hooked up with a um, nice lineup for in the next few weeks and we've got writer and director A.T. Sharma and one of the stars of this film Adam Johnson who I'll get into where we may know him here in a bit uh, but the film's called Hypnotica how are you gentlemen doing doing well man great excited to be yeah. here yeah absolutely I got to say when when I first saw Adam appear on screen I'm like it's the fabulous Greg <laughs> I'm not fabulous, Greg. I am an Aquabats fan. <laughs> That's fantastic. I am an Aquabats fan. <laughs> the Aquabats are great, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My brother knows the guys fairly well. My brother uh, used to be involved with different theaters um, and would run into him when he used to tour. Oh, really? So he, he became friends with a, a lot of the guys. And uh, the last time he saw them was at the um, Fillmore Silver Springs in Maryland. Oh, wow. And um, ended up getting a full Aquabat suit. Wow, the full suit, man. The full suit. <laughs> so, I've never heard of the Aquabats. Oh, amazing band. And, and yeah. their show was... Really? Their show was amazing. Apparently, there's uh, some new some new seasons coming. Oh, oh, really? Oh, good. Yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome, man. I I've known Christian Jacobs. He's the lead singer of the Aqua. I, was, I don't know how the Aquabats works. Is that a top secret? That's a secret identity. He's uh he's the back commander, right? Right. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I've known him. It's <laughs> like uh, <laughs> we were actually in private school together. Like I want to say in like first grade. Oh wow! First, like kindergarten, we knew each other way back in the day. All, also with um, Paul Walker. Okay. Back in the day, we were little. Well, we also know Adam from oh, wow. more recently Yellowstone. All right, that's another good one, man. Yeah. That's yes. A, so, same character from the Aquabats. Fabulous, Greg. Very similar to uh, the rowdy biker. <laughs> Not at all. Not um, at all. So I, I want to start off with AT. Um, mm-hmm. How did this film come about? Because uh, you, you've got the disclaimer yeah. that it's based on uh, actual cases or actual events. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, actually, uh, Mike, it started out uh, many, many years ago when I saw this movie about Sigmund Freud. It was a docudrama about Sigmund Freud. And I was like totally amazed because there was this actor playing Sigmund Freud and there was this uh, another actor playing the patient and he was hypnotizing the patient. And it, it wasn't anything else. There's no other visuals or anything like that. But I was like, wow, I mean, we're going into this guy's mind for real and we don't know what's in there. And it was like really kind of creepy and, and interesting. And you didn't know what secrets were locked up in there. And so that was that was way back when. So I, I thought it was possible maybe to do a movie like that where it was more contained, Mike. You know what I mean? Yep. And we could do it with uh, more of the hypnosis sessions and see where they led. And then there's just been a lot of case studies on reincarnation and um past life regression um you know there's a guy named ian stevenson who started pioneering this research back in the 60s and he went to india and he started and it's primarily children who aren't even hypnotized between like three and seven years old and they they're able to recount in startling detail uh you know specifics from somebody else's life and when they went to research, there's one one of his first cases was a, a little girl named Kumkum. She was four years old. And she recalled these very specific details about another woman who had died five years ago in a village that was 25 miles away that she'd never been to and had no idea anything about. But when they researched, they looked into it and they found that, yes, this woman actually did have a a uh, like a Gurkha sword above her bed. She actually had a pet snake. She had all these little details that there was no way for her to know. No. And and she's not the only one. There's a lot of cases like that. So, you know, getting into past lives, things like that, that's kind of where the genesis of this project came. And then, of course, um, there's been some a lot of interesting work on, on by by board certified psychiatrists where they they don't have a diagnosis and so they don't know what's going on and they've been referred to by Catholic priests who are, who are wondering about um, any possible evil that's lurking okay. there and is there some sort of um, some other force involved and uh, so these psychiatrists one of them is a Richard Gallagher and he uh, is actually currently still alive. And another one is um, M. Scott Peck, and he died recently. He was on PBS and everything else. And he wanted to make evil possession, an actual DSM uh, a diagnosis in the psychiatric DSM, um, you know, where we use uh, to, to diagnose people. And so um, 
because, you know, you have schizophrenia and bipolar illnesses and all kinds of other uh, psychiatric diagnoses, but evil possession has not quite made it there yet, but who knows? So, um, and Gallagher actually went on a lot of exorcisms and he's a um, Columbia graduate and he's a um, professor at the New York uh, Medical, New York Medical University. And uh, so there's a lot of um, crazy stuff out there. It's wild, man. That's wild. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. You know, Carl Sagan back in 1996 actually said that the case studies that Stevenson had presented, and he presented them in JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, and he those cases were so um, specific, so detailed, it was impossible for him to come up with any other conclusion that they that, that they had some sort of paranormal basis. Wow. Carl Sagan, what he 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 agreed with that, or he he had no answer. He said, "Yeah, exactly, Adam." He said that there has to be some sort of paranormal uh, force here, something that we don't understand, because there was just too much too much specific detail that you couldn't account for. There's no way to know. Wow. Like there were cases where, look, you you had a case of um of uh, a woman um uh well, I forget her name now Jane I think Jane um you and her I forget her name but she had six past lives and the first of those she actually recounted very specific details of being the wife of Titus during the Roman occupation of England and the things that she knew were so obscure she had a high school education so it's kind of like your character Right, Adam, you know, yeah. Oliver basically had a high school education and she knew things about that period of time that nobody, historians didn't even know because it was so obscure. And uh, so, you know, these things lead us to something, but we don't, we're not, uh, we don't know everything about it. Yeah, that's, wow. that's, I mean, Carl Sagan, he's the number one guy of no nonsense, right? Yeah, like, yeah the uh, science fiction probably, writer. Right. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Of course, I think for all of us, you know, Cosmos was a big thing that we know Carl Sagan from back in yeah. the day as well, you know, from when we yes. were all younger. Um, yeah. So, Adam, how did you get involved with this film? Uh, well, actually, it was through a, a buddy of Adel's who was uh, um, who I had randomly worked with. He was he was producing a commercial out in, in Utah and I was helping out and and he was giving me a hard time about being an he thought I was an actor and he was busting my chops. And then we found out we actually had the same agent. He was also an actor. And then so we hit it off. He's a, a Brazilian guy and we just hit it off. I, I lived in Argentina for some time and and then I, I worked with it on something else and then then he recommended me to Adel. Yeah, and then Adam came in and did a cold reading of the of our next project, Creature, and uh, you know to to and I and I've had a, you know been interviewed about this several times, and I always tell this that you know this is when I said oh, we got to do something with Adam because he came in and did a cold reading of the main character in this other project, and to be able to read a, a character and take it over like that on a cold reading where you've never read those lines before. I was really impressed. And so I told Adam as I was writing uh, Hypnotica that, you know, I'm writing this for you, so I hope you're available. <laughs> <laughs> and I was. And he was, thankfully. Yeah. That's why I was able to very quickly recognize the fabulous Greg. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Now, when did the movie change? Because I've, I've seen it referenced as um, unhinged. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I was going to ask about right. that. Right. Well, um, yeah, go ahead. It, I don't know if you remember what happened there. or It was kind of like... Um, it's it's there's nothing um, you know magical about it. We just there was a Russell Crowe project coming out called Unhinged, um, just as we were um, entering um, production, and so we had to come up. I just felt like you know why we can easily change the title, and so we just came and then we went with Hypnotic, and then it's fucking well, it's his name is coming out. Uh, ben Affleck or no, there's a Netflix thing coming out hypnotic and then oh, Netflix yeah. got an hypnotic thing so you just can't win so he said screw <laughs> that we'll just go with hypnotic ah you know and so we came up with hypnotica but it kind of created this kind of feeling like when i thought about it i thought that's pretty cool because kind of this milieu hypnotica is like this milieu you're in you're like in this a, a place of of being kind of seduced or, or in a trance you know and that's kind of, right. kind of what's going on in the movie oh, i i actually like the name hypnotica because for me uh, you know seeing the, the brief write-up that we got from the gang at october coast um which i'm hoping they're still listening to the show um because i've heard that they listen to us quite a bit um so again another shout out to the gang at october coast you guys are awesome and we we love you um with the write-up I got, I'm like, okay, it's a horror film, Hypnotica. Maybe there was a little, you know, with the hypnotism, a little erotic sense with it as well, which, in a in a way, we do get because the going well, well to me, yeah, I got but Adam, I, I begged Adam to get naked, Mike, and he wouldn't, so I, I just we couldn't <laughs> go anywhere after that. I'm waiting for the right part, and this thank, one, thank you, Adam. <laughs> No he ruined it, Mike. He screwed <laughs> us over, man. <laughs> right part um, of the right price. No, but I, I, but to me, the just the the way it was affecting Oliver Adams' character, um, and the way uh, the doctor was involved, it, it it seemed like there's a very erotic relationship going on. It's like the more he goes in depth, the more he wants the doctor wants to know, and then as, as things are changing. And the, and the strange things are happening. He wants to get more in depth and, and more into the know. And, and I'm like, okay, so Hypnotica fits the the title for this very well, or at least that's the way I interpreted the film. Whether that's or the title, whether that's what it was meant. Yeah. Um, well, I think you know. Well, thanks. I, I think, and I, I don't. Uh, Adam could speak to um, that that part of it where you know he felt like uh, he was going deeper with uh, with um, the the psychiatrist uh, uh, who's played by Tim Tory um, you know but uh, yeah I mean you know hypnotism is a funny thing I mean there's levels of hypnotism all the time and uh, you know when men seduce women or women seduce men there's a level of hypnotism going on there uh, they may not be fully in a trance but there is a level of a trance going on and and some of the most seductive people are able to practice hypnotism hypnotism in a subtle way every day so there is a i think that's an interesting point that you bring up mike i think that's a good point i yeah. never had thought of it in an erotic sense but adam what do you think yeah you know that is interesting because uh, because it's it's um you know starts off with well two people that don't trust each other right and there's a little bit of that antagonism and a little bit of that cat and mouse a little bit and then as they begin to trust each other and open up they they do go into this deeper so there definitely is like this connection and uh you know trust going to some place that they you know haven't been before 
So, you know, I think um, all those emotions can kind of yeah. cross and bleed over, right? Um, yeah, and, you know, and, and that's true. And, I, you know, now as you're talking, too, I think about it, and I think, yeah, it's, it is a kind of a penetrating experience that you don't know what, um, uh, you know, Mason, the, the, the psychiatrist, has done because you don't remember, right? Adam as the yep. character and so you you do you know in the in the movie you do kind of start to react against him a little bit yeah. and that you feel maybe there is a sense of being uh, you know violated a little bit not right. knowing where you're going and this guy knows and you're out of the loop and it's you yeah manipulated and who knows what he's doing while yeah and you even say that in the script yeah yeah uh, yeah just before we go any further safe word we're going to ask at the end is snuffleupagus <laughs> in case one of us starts seducing the others so yeah it's not, it's not gonna be apple it's gonna be snuffleupagus snuffleupagus yeah, yeah well I, I i don't know if i should tell you but my pants are already off below the camera but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how we always do the podcast but anyway yeah. um, <laughs> maybe i shouldn't have gone there <laughs> but uh Adam, I was wondering. So, what, what 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 would you say was the toughest thing about playing this character, or the the most challenging? You know, um, for sure, it was. Uh, Adol really wanted to kind of grab, get onto this um, this this energy where this guy's emotions are just bouncing back and forth. You know, right. and uh, he, he having these swings and. You know, that's as an actor, that's really tough to try to because <laughs> you, you you really like to feel things and, and ramp up to things. And, and, you know, so to try to to try to take those and jump from, you know, this anger to, um, you know, fear, um, you know, on one hand, those are very close. But at the same time, you know, jumping down back and forth and and vulnerable and all this stuff. Those were those were some of the harder scenes that we shot. <laughs> that was that I, I I knew that was it was a tough ask, man. But you delivered beautifully. So oh yeah, definitely. I, you know, yeah. But uh, no, you did great. But uh, yeah, no, that's very. It was very tough. I remember that stuff. I and there were times where I was at a loss. I didn't really, you know, I needed more more Starbucks than I had to kind of <laughs> figure out because you know. With the money we had, it wasn't like we had the luxury of time. You have the luxury of time. You can really right. find things. And it's such a beautiful, organic process making a movie. But when you don't have the time and you have so many pages to cover in a day, you're up against it. And, you know, the AD is breathing down your neck. And you got okay, Adam, just cry and laugh. What the, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't uh, quite enough time to go full shining, you know, on <laughs> Which I'm yeah, sure really. he would have loved. I'm sorry, bro. Red bro, red bro. Red did it. Red did it anyway. <laughs> Make me just 1,000 takes and we'll get it. That's all. AT, <laughs> um, at, at what point did you decide um, to make the mask that's hanging on the wall a a factor? Or, or that, like, East, I don't want to say Easter egg, but that almost the... Um, supporting role in the film or, or, or a catalyst in the film yeah yeah um that's a great question um and um you know that mask by the way was hard to get i had to, i looked for a lot of masks and that mask i think we got from some 
uh, it was from a shop in Africa, actually. We had it shipped over. So it was the only one we had. We didn't have, like, duplicates of that mask. But it just seemed um, ideal and, and that sort of thing. But, you know... Um, Evil and, and paranormal, they attach to certain objects. And so, um, you know, that was part of it. And then the other thing is that, you know, I worked with Suzanne a lot um, in the post-production. And so she was a big creative part of this movie. And so she and I talked about how we could fashion the, the, the shots that we had to, to seamlessly blend with the storytelling to be able to have that be part of the film. So a lot of that is her doing, I think, you know, being able to, to do that um, so that you feel like the mask is kind of maybe uh, orchestrating things in a way, but doing it very um, uh, surreptitiously, you know. Right, right. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, because um, now before we go any further, the film is available now, video on demand. March thirty first, it's okay. available on a on a lot of platforms, and you can go to Terror Films, and uh, so on Terror Films you get an idea. But I think it's available on March thirty first on you know I, I don't know the list of all of them, but Amazon is one of them, and uh, there's others as well. Okay. All right, yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, and there's trailers, I think, all over the place. Trailers on YouTube and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, Adam, with your character of Oliver, did you do any... Did you go out to, to try and get hypnotized anywhere uh, to, to try and help gain um, that experience to bring to the role? You know, uh, like... Like Adam was saying, we didn't really didn't have a whole lot of time <laughs> doing much of anything on there. Um, so I no, I didn't get a chance to uh, uh, really try any of that sort of hypnosis. I've I've heard like I've done some of those you know comedy magicians who who try to hypnotize crowds and stuff, and I'm like, I think I'm too. I don't know, too analytical to, to be one of those type that can go under, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm too like, am I doing this? Does he want me to do this? I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted it to be like, yeah, I want that to happen to me. Um, maybe it kind of changed my mind after this movie, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly they are. But what what Adel did have me do is he had me watch this uh, documentary, uh, the Iceman, right? Adel, wasn't that what you had? To right, right. Yeah, this documentary on this uh, one of the most prolific uh, hitmen for the for the mafia, and it was wow. just like that was chilling on its own. That's crazy. That's more for a creature, though. That's more for the next film that we're doing. Mm. But I think it it may have helped you with this one too. For sure. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, that was pretty. Well, you know, I, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how much you guys know, but I'm a medical doctor. So I actually took after I graduated medical school, I took a weekend course in in hypnotism. Oh, wow. And so I was taught how to hypnotize somebody, mm. but I was never successful. And nor was I able to be hypnotized. And I'm in Adam's camp with that. I think I just am too paranoid uh, to be able to be hypnotized. But, you know, when you're hypnotized, you're really aware of whatever it is. And it just seems like a really good idea. If somebody says, you know, run around the room like a chicken and cluck. 
it says, oh, what a great idea. That's what I really want to do is run around the, the room like a chicken and cluck. And so um, I don't think you do anything that is really that you really feel uh, opposed to, you know, in your core and your gut. Uh, you know what I mean? Not a Manchurian candidate type of a thing you're saying. I don't like it. Right. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> we'll assassinate the prime minister of Malaysia. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or naked gun. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I love the idea of it. It's just like, yeah, it's interesting just to be able to give yourself over. I don't know. I'm like, oh, I'm going to stay in. I'm going to stay in charge here. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever had any of that experience? Have you guys? Um, I've like back when I was in youth group, I I did or they had a hypnotist or a magician who did uh, hypnosis and I got yanked up and I think I just played along because I didn't feel myself going deep like everyone else. But I'm like, you know, this guy's an entertainer. I, I'm being a, a at the time, you know, a theatrical technician. I'm like, I'm not going to ruin his show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, that's very I'm gonna, nice of you. I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun with this as well, and yeah, you know, and maybe just that's play a, along. That could be a, a a level of hypnosis in itself, right? You're yeah. like, you 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 want to you want to not ex- ruin his experience, so you're willing to uh, put yourself out there and do something that you're not necessarily trying to do. I think that's right. I think there is a level of hypnosis in that. Yeah. One of, one of my problems with hypnosis, and which is also the same problem I have if I try to meditate, is I I have a hard time like shutting off my mind. So I'll be I'll be sitting there, you know, and he'll you know they'll they'll be going through the thing, and I'll be thinking, oh this this is interesting. I wonder why, and then I'll just start going off on a train of thought, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, like oh shit, did I get eggs and milk? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You're floating, yeah. you're floating. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, it's like uh, that sketch from Sesame Street. I get a loaf of bread, gallon of milk. Stick of, stick of butter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, for for me, I don't know. I w- I would love to go to like a therapist or something that actually does hypnosis, just just to see if if I could fall under it that way. But I think yeah. the I think the entertainment side, the magician side. Um, I I don't believe I'm susceptible to it. Um, but Unlike Derek, I could sit down and meditate my own way and and just be lost to the world. Um, mm. Like, well, when, that is that self hypnosis, Mike. Uh, because for me, like, whenever I would do um, do theater when I was active theater in college, I w- the one show that my wife and I met on. I'm not and I just found out she's in the other room, so I don't know if she remembers the story or not. But I would always get to the theater early, and I'm a huge fan of Pink Floyd. And I pumped yeah. Pink Floyd through the house PA and just lay in the middle of the stage with the, since all the stage lights were off and everything. Just lay there and almost fall asleep. I would get just that deep, that relaxed before doing the show. Comfortably numb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was actually, we were doing a show called uh, Dark of the Moon, uh, which is about a witch boy. It's a, it's a mountain, Appalachian mountain mountain uh, myth or, or tale. And uh, I was using Dark Side for mm-hmm. that. So cool. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's for me that way. But I really 
you know, with, with the work I do now, I don't have that opportunity to, to sit back and go, okay, I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, I'm going to go lay in the stage because if I do, I'm going to have hundreds of people watching me going, well, what are you doing? Aren't you supposed to be working? <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a part of me that really loves the idea of like going like getting deep in his hypnosis and seeing if there's something that comes up or any sort of however that works with connection to other spirits or or what it is whatever it is. But then yeah, the part of me that's like uh, I feel that one that's daytime, right? I'm yeah. like yeah, that'd be cool. And then as it gets dark and it's a little creepier, I'm like um. Maybe, uh, uh, you know, like I have a friend, yeah. good friend of mine who tells me that he, he's a no nonsense guy, Gary Hill. And he's like, tells me, oh yeah, he casually mentions they have a ghost in their building. Right. And I'm like, hold on, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, no. He mentioned it. He goes, yeah, ours is a girl. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Cause some people are like, oh yeah, I saw an orb or there's a mist or a vibe. And he, he's like, no, he knows the gender. <laughs> you know and i'm like what do you mean how do you know it's a girl does it give you a feminine vibe he's like no he was in his office and she walks by the door he thought it was so clearly that he grabbed his gun he thought he had an intruder and i'm like that's not like i think i saw something that's different. right like that's that's another you know, level you know, yeah and, and you're right during the daytime you know you can laugh at that but come nighttime, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> you're like, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to take a chance. Yeah, <laughs> we joke like we had to go, man. I'd love to. I'd love to see something like that. I never have really seen like a spirit or something, you know. And I believe, I believe, you know. And then, but then, yeah, when the nighttime rolls around, I'm like, eh, I'm kind of busy tonight, guys. <laughs> 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 Same thing with the UFOs too. I'm like, oh man, I'd love to see a UFO. And then yeah. uh, when I'm camping, maybe that's not the best time. <laughs> UFOs is a whole other beast for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, another show? It, it very well could be. Um, my, uh, when my dad was alive, uh, he talked about uh, how he was involved in Ohio um, with the Ohio branch of uh, the civilian side of Project Blue Book. Mm. Uh, which is all, oh. which is what X Files was originally based off of. Oh, really? Uh, with mm. the UFOs and whatnot, and uh, of course yeah. there was a show called Project Blue Book uh, mm. that talked about the different reports. And I'm like, you know, quizzing that. Do you ever see a UFO? I've seen what I may believe is a UFO. Do you believe in UFOs? He goes, Well, that's a whole other thing. But had all these newsletters and everything else, and it's like, well, what did you do with your stuff? Oh, we just went in to yeah. verify that they told the same stories to the Air Force, but our job was to let the media know that it was it was a hoax, and just to disprove the people and give them a bad reputation. Just a little disinformation. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Really? So knowingly, knowing that their stories checked out, they were just trying to do a little smokescreen little smoke screen yep that was back oh, in the 60s yeah it's interesting man oh, wow yeah i love that stuff <clears throat> no what, i mean what really flew sucks, me sucks. i don't really love it so much right now what, <laughs> what really floored me was um the, the the area where my wife and i met uh is near um an air force base because her her family was air force her dad was in the air force and uh there was something going on my dad goes oh we're just gonna cut through the base i'm like dad 
you don't have a military ID. You can't get through the base. Pull up to the gate. He goes, uh, yeah, run social security number, social security number. Uh, the, the guard at the gate came back and said, um, cool, your easiest path through, if that's what you're doing, is go down this way. Have a nice day. Be safe. I'm mm-hmm. like, dad? He goes, wait, wait, my, my security's clearance is still good. <laughs> you're what? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was it was, uh, it was something else wow that's interesting yeah i uh-huh. hadn't, been, hadn't been involved in decades and his mm. security clearance was still floored. <laughs> wow absolutely floored. that's pretty that's pretty interesting man yeah yeah mm. so um so y'all been chatting a little bit about yard together on another project yeah um we got uh we got a project that we're you know that's in development now you know whatever that means development hell but no we're working on a project that um you know we're excited about it's called creature and um you know, it's about it's another uh, psychiatric based uh, film and it's about a young uh, uh, forensic psychiatrist and she's a world renowned forensic psychiatrist and she's uh, doing rounds in Trenton, uh, you know, in the prison, state prison. And she comes home and turns off her house alarm. You know, she lives in a secluded area. And then she walks in her house and she's trying to relax and she sees a steaming hot cup of espresso down the hall. And then um, she starts to get frightened, like, what the hell is going on? Uh, And then she hears out of the shadows, hello, doctor. And so uh, that person is um, is kind of uh, similar to Richard Kuklinski, the Iceman. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Kuklinski or not. Yeah. 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 So he's like a big six, five. Serial killer with a, a family in the suburbs, you know, wife and three kids and everything. And so it becomes this kind of thing where she's trying to use her wits and everything because he's a very street smart guy. He's killed untold numbers of people and he's there for a specific purpose. And her husband is coming home and she's she'll do anything to save her husband. Um, and uh, it's really at the core of the movie. It's a love story about her and her husband and um the, the extents that she will go through to save his life is incredible. So really, um, you know, we'd love to uh, get into production on that. So we're hoping in the next uh, few months to be able to get into pre-pro and then have that and be able to talk to you guys about that movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully that'll work out. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's pretty wild. You're not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, favorite favorite moments from the film for you guys mm. when, when filming? Mm. Adam, you go ahead. When filming, Adam. Well, when filming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the stuff on the ladder is unforgettable. <laughs> Without giving anything away. <laughs> yeah, don't give it away, bro. No. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Um, I mean, it was such a small shoot, you know. I mean, most of the time it was like the three of us in a room. I mean, 
Really, right? Or no, not even that. It was just the two of us, and you were like in the hall. <laughs> yeah, we were upstairs in the camera village, and you guys were downstairs in the office. Yeah. The psychiatrist's office. And so, yeah, you know, there's. Um, but I never asked you this, Adam. What were some of the times where you felt, you know what, um, I feel really good about what we're doing here right now or times where, oh, hell, I, I think we're, we're screwed with this movie. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, it was definitely there was some a little bit of that with uh, with the piccolo playing. <laughs> you know, um, and, and it's interesting because, like, you're doing stuff and, and you you have to trust as an actor, you, you got to trust the director so much, you know, and you're like, I'm going to do stuff. And then, you know, you got to trust them, you know, least yeah. of all, last of all, like in the editing room that they're going to make you look good and use the best stuff. Yeah. Like also like they have a vision of how they're going to make this stuff work. And, and, uh, and, you know, I did some really cool stuff with it afterwards. And I'm like, so impressed, you know, yeah, the kind of tone and the, and the vibe that it, and it just works so well, you know, but, you know, and sometimes it doesn't work and you just, there's nothing you can do. And sometimes films don't work, but this one worked because I think the thing about it is that when you have a character who you buy into and who you care about, or at least who pulls you into the story and you're like fascinated by, then I think you have a movie. And that's really the key to me for movies is that you have a character that, that you, you really buy into. And I think you did that, Adam. So that, I think that was a big part of it. Oh, thank you. Thanks, man. That was, you know, uh, to be, it really does help to like, okay, I'm going to go for it. And, and, you know, like uh, the stuff that I, I probably liked the most was when, when the characters start to trust each other. And when Oliver is, is beginning to realize like, he doesn't know what's going on and he wants to find out and he's got somebody that he can trust that's going to pull him through. And, um, yeah. you know, we started having those sessions where, He's coming out and he's just like, you know, he's just totally at a total loss and like, like a child, you know, just scared and, and yeah. had that, that relationship there with, with Tim. Um, that was probably some of more of my, my favorite stuff. Cause in the beginning, very combative, all that stuff. Right. Um, our relationship, yeah, yeah. which was, which was also really fun just to come in and, and, uh, you know, berate Tim. <laughs> it was always fun just to, you know, find the humor. I, I'm primarily a comedy actor, right? That's when my, I started off doing stand-up comedy and improv, and that's how I kind of got into it. I'm like, I'm going to do a lot of comedy. And then I find myself doing some very intense drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I find that comedic actors and, and comedians are able to do very serious stuff really well. And, uh, yeah, you know, I've heard yeah. that many times. Yeah, and, and I've seen that. But, you know, one of for me, some of the favorite stuff, I shouldn't say favorite, but some of the weirdest stuff was, and I don't know if I told you this, Adam, but there was a point where you were getting hypnotized and on the curtain behind you, there was clearly a face staring out, eyes, everything. And I, I called a couple people over. I said, look in the monitor because you <laughs> couldn't see it on set. You right. could only see it in the monitor. There was a face in that curtain that was creepy. Okay, dude. And then there was that time where, you know how you say, hey, go add some, and the lights go off and they flicker, right? Right, right. Well, we were, I don't know if we were shooting yet, uh, but 
uh, I think we were either rehearsing or we were shooting. And the person, so to do that effect, we had somebody with a switch that was behind me yeah. or behind the camera that would, would flick it, right? But the guy didn't know we were still shooting, so he took off. And when you said Ego Adsum, the lights flickered on their own, on their own. Nobody was near that thing, dude. Nobody was near that thing. And you know me, man. I'm a cynical guy. I'm a science background. That had me seriously (laughs) thinking, what is going on? I I really did. I swear to you. You know, and we what we do in life, I think, is when we can't make sense of it necessarily, we brush it off. Oh, it was a coincidence. Something must have happened. But what was that something? Because I was right there. It's not like somebody told me the story. I was right there. Okay. Yeah. So what did happen? I don't have an answer for you of what happened there. The guy was gone. The guy, you know, the, the, I don't know who it was. Trevor or somebody was handling that switch. And he took off. He thought we were, I don't know, we had to go to the bathroom. I don't know where he went. And and I said, that was good light flick. Oh, he wasn't there. <laughs> Demon, that was a good. Oh, oh my know. gosh. I'm, a, I'm here alone at my brother's house up against the hills. And it's, you have the dog. It's, it's black. I got a dog here who's a puppy, but he's over by the front door. He's doing a good job. He's doing a good job over there. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, that's. I, you didn't know about those, Adam? I, I, I remember you saying something, but like, you know, we were, we were, I mean, already that line and uttering that stuff is like, you know, <clears throat> Very creepy to begin with, and yeah. I'm one saying it and channeling like a demon, you know. So I'm already like a little weirded out by that whole thing, but yeah. Well, ego adsum is Latin for I am here, so right. Adam is saying I am here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there, there is a scene or a sequence I want to ask about. If I do, it's gonna it's gonna spoil the film, so I'm not going to. Mm. Uh, I'll ask. Uh, it's okay. We can we can talk around it. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Figure right. it out. Um, the, the transference. What what led to that idea? Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> it's me trying to. <laughs> well, you know, talk around. You know that, that happens, yeah. right? You know that happens, and uh, and that's part of the lore. I, I'm trying to talk around it and still give you an answer without telling you everything. But basically. Um, that was the way it was all set up to be, right? It was all set up from the beginning to be like that. And, and that's why we cast the, the, Tim as the, as the psychiatrist, because we felt that he could walk that edge of being, you know, uh, very straight-laced, but having this other maybe side to him as well, so that you could almost accept that this could have happened and that sort of thing. And so it was always there in the genesis of the, the, the story that this was going to happen. Yeah. So, where where did the going back to something you mentioned before? Where did the piccolo come from, and how? Why? Why was that? Why? Why specifically uh, that instrument? Uh, good yeah, question, please, Derek. Uh, I think uh, I basically pulled that pulled that out of my ass, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the flute, like the flute type, those type of wind instruments seem to have a, a real kind of, I don't know, uh, mystical kind of vibe to them, like a pan. They do, like, actually. Um, you're you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, no, you're right. The, the, I think, though, there's instruments. There's a couple of wind instruments, the flute and um, 
I think there's another one that are particularly associated with evil. Yeah. Evil, evil spirits, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I loved how, uh, how we see the, the piccolo later. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. Involving yeah. more of Oliver's life. And I love how you, you touch on Oliver's life off and on outside of the sessions and and then there's the last time we see family and what's involved mm-hmm. and it's never touched on after again yeah and yeah like, okay that i want to know more about but we, we didn't get it and, and i was okay with that yeah yeah it, 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 it was yeah it was, i think i think there was a there's a review that said that like um that was like a that really hit them hard or it really shocked them or surprised them or some, I don't know what, to what effect, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, I mean, it's pretty brutal, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah. um, but you know, it, it, it ties together, you know, the mask and the, that being, um, an object that, that is uh, related to what's going on. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Without giving away too much, but, um, and, and the piccolo, I think, is the same sort of thing, you know. The piccolo can be both um, an incredible, beautiful musical instrument that's involved in classical music, especially, uh, and it has this quality to it that lifts you, carries you, and then, um, you know, it can be also subverted, as it was in, in a way here, and if it's all in who uses it and how they're using it, I suppose. Okay. Derek, you got any other questions? I did, <laughs> and I forgot what it was. <laughs> well, when you think of it, give us a call again. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a question, but it was. It was a comment. Um, the the whole the whole scene where the the piccolo gets introduced with the case and everything. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, there was some really good tension in that scene. And uh, I oh. thought it was really good. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a yeah that worked out pretty nice. Um, he did a great job with the <laughs> got all that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, it was an interesting scene. Well, I I do have one last question for Adam before yep. I do mm. what we usually do on the show when we have guests. That's a table flip. Uh, okay. Adam. Yes. Uh, What's the possibility you could help us put together a mini outpost reunion? A mini outpost reunion. Hmm. Get some get some stars of the of the show, the outpost. Because I it wasn't until once we started doing the show, I went and looked at your IMDb and totally forgot you were in the outpost, which was that That's summer right. series on on the CW that ran for a few. That's years. right. Yeah, yeah. The really fun, really fun show. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I see a few of the cast members. On a regular basis, uh, Jake Stormone, who has played Gap- Captain uh, Garrett Spears, is a good friend of mine. In fact, he's directing a film that I'll be working on um, in May up in Utah. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so I, at the very least, we get together with Jake and, and do something like that. Um, Jessica, is, she's from Australia, but she's often back in L.A. And Anand is also who played Janzo, my brother, on the show. He's, uh, he comes in. Once in a while. And actually, right now, I think Aaron, who plays uh, um, Tobin, uh, is is in L.A. right now. So there's, a, I mean, 
have to, have to see what we can do. Try to get to get some of these guys together. Yeah, yeah. Def- well, definitely you could get our email through uh, Rachel. Yeah. October Coast. Yeah, perfect. So, yeah, love to, love to do that. Flashback to, to, to that great show. That's right, yeah. So. That was a really fun show, man. It was really fun. Um, so, like I said, uh, usually we give our guests a chance to flip the tables and ask us some questions. So, go for it, guys. Oh, okay. Whatever you want to ask. Wow. <laughs> I already asked you guys all my questions, I think. Yeah. Early. Mm-hmm. But you we were recording us? at that time. Yeah. What your favorite part of the of the movie was? Like what what were you expecting and and maybe, you know, what did you get? <laughs> um for me, I think my favorite scene was the whole sequence around um is it Mason's the doctor? Mm. Yes. When his wife shows up and breaks the news to him uh-huh. and, and he starts to go through this emotional, you know, great emotional change. And all of a sudden Oliver shows, Oh, the door was open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she's just like, I, sorry, I surprised him. You're, yeah. you're, you know, I, I, I love that whole sequence. It's like, okay, there was already some tease involving, you know, with, with Oliver and her, you know, when he sees the picture of her, uh, and we, we see how the relationship's rocky. I'm like, all right, this is where everything's going to shift and change. To yeah, me, I knew yeah, that's where yeah. that moment was. I'm like, this, yeah. this is either going to set up to be good or it's going to be set up to be something <laughs> bad. And that bad's going to be good. Yeah. I, I, lo- I loved what Adam was wearing for that scene. It looked like he just got out of bed in his pajamas or something. Yeah, those, <laughs> I think I was wearing, right? Those, uh... Yeah, yeah, man. It was well, hilarious. And that, and that scene, if I remember right, takes place after the scene I was referencing with the last time we see the piccolo. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So someone was like, that's okay. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of stuff hanging yeah. in the air. Yeah, there, there, there's a there's yeah. a lot of foreshadowing. Well, I don't know foreshadowing. There's a lot of what the hell's going on. Yeah, within that time period, that scene was was so great, and, yeah. and, it, and it detracted from the scene before, which made it okay. Of what what happened? How come it's not being touched on? Mm. And then like the urgency of Oliver coming in. Well, the door was open. My late. No, I surprised him. Like, yeah, yeah. And it just made you forget briefly what had just happened. Yeah. It, it, it was yeah. It was a scene I I thoroughly enjoyed. Very it cool. Was one of my favorite scene. Great, thank okay. you. Yeah. I would have to say um, my favorite parts of the of the movie were, were just the the interactions between you two. Um, just all like the the hip, hypnosis parts were good and everything, but just the way you two in, interacted with yeah. each other. Um, good chemistry. I, I really like. I really enjoyed that because you couldn't you couldn't quite tell exactly what was what um, like what your your why you were seeing the psychiatrist and what the issues were and everything, but then you started to see it unravel a little, and it was just it was it was really good the way you interacted. Awesome. My other favorite part was the end credit scene. Oh, thank you so much. That's that's my thank you for saying that, Mike. That you just made my day. I I I love opening and end credits in movies. I don't know why, and so for me, the end credits was something I was really um, we worked on, and I was really happy with with that. You know, I just I really I'm glad to hear you say that. 
I, I, I'm a guy, and I think, well, a lot of it was because of Marvel with them throwing the extra scenes in during the credits. Um, but as I was starting to become friends with people in the industry, I and being an audio engineer myself, I'm I'm always curious to see who's all working in the project, especially audio crew, you know, because that's that's mm-hmm. that's my people. You know, audio crew is my people. Yeah, it's like all right, yeah. who who I really like the sound of this. Who made that happen? So yeah, so I I, I, cool, I, I do enjoy loving the uh, the credits. But I was I was joking about you know the actual end credit scene that's not there. Right. what happened the, yeah, the try, trying to part, trying to get people to stay all the way through the credits <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, go, yeah right and then have them go what like, the hell was mike talking about yeah like, i've only seen the credits once i think because i you know i'm like i don't i haven't seen the movie a whole lot uh, yeah uh, i've seen it so much it's unbelievable <laughs> yeah it's always fun meeting the editor or one of the sound guys They're like hey adam i'm like hey who's Who's this guy? Like, <laughs> at my face for months and months, and I, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, so true, so true. And my son is in the movie, and he's a huge fan of Adams. Oh, very he follows cool. Adam and uh, says, "Oh, Adams here, Adams there." <laughs> oh, and then every time I'm going to go have coffee or talk to Adam or whatever, he says, "Oh, you're going to see Adam Johnson," and he always puts it together. Adam Johnson. Oh, really? Good. <laughs> he doesn't want it to be any other Adam. It's got to be Adam yeah, Johnson. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Any other questions, guys? Is he the one that's there with you? He is there. Hey, Adrian, come over here. Say hello to the guys here. Your what? Your hat here? Listen, you're not a girl. You don't need to put on makeup, bro. Because he's a hat on. <laughs> Yo, you recognize him from the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well. How's it? it's tennis? Wait, tennis or what were you doing up there? Tennis, yeah, the Easter Bowl. Oh, awesome! How's it going? Yeah, it, well, we, it starts. Uh, he plays his first match at eight a.m., so I actually have to get going because I gotta get him fed and into bed. <laughs> yeah, get some hypnosis going before it starts. <laughs> where where can we, some real inner strength? Where can we find you guys online? Um, for me, I'm Adam Johnson time on all socials. Okay. Uh, no one else has taken that one, so that's all mine. And um, uh, you can just, for the film, you can just find out about it, like I said before, on all those streamers and Terror Films. Okay. Go to Terror Films and you'll find it. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. And, 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 and look, for, uh, look for Creature coming up. Can't wait for yeah. Creature. Yeah. Can't wait to have you guys back to talk about Creature. And I hope I get some more cast yeah. members as well. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, guys. Yeah, it's good to meet you guys. Thanks for having me. It was our pleasure. And can't wait to have you guys back on. Absolutely. Thanks so much, man. Thanks. Really, really, really a lot of fun. Yeah. And on that note, hopefully, we didn't have you guys asking. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.